Welcome to our weekly devotional. This week, I'm going to draw out some passages from the minor prophet Habakkuk. And this is not a normal book that Christians speak about, at least in, in my experience. I haven't had Christians just bring this up in conversation unless they're going through the minor prophets. But we'll see how this was influential on New Testament books, including Romans and Hebrews. And what we can take from this, this is really a, a beautiful book. And it has its own context, which we don't want to forget. We don't want to take things out of it that seem to fit our needs and forget the historical setting of the book, which is the conquest by, uh, of Israel by the Chaldeans. And so Habakkuk's asking about that and why is that happening? But we can learn lessons from that same thing because we, we of course, won't live during that time, but we will have our own challenges that we might wonder about. And we can take some information from this. And also we can see what it says about faith. So I'm going to go through, uh, instead of reading like one section as I normally do, I'm going to sort of go through the whole book because it's not very long. And we're going to see what does this say about faith and about our highest good? We'll see right away that it begins with that question, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? And many times we find ourselves in that kind of situation in life. And in this case, it might seem dire to the prophet because here he is, he might say, this is the end of all things. This is the end of the good guys. They're being destroyed by the bad guys. He says, the wicked surround the righteous. And what would happen if the righteous are destroyed from the earth? I mean, it'd be like we, we reset to the time before the flood. But what God said is, look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded. For I will work in your days, which you, I will do a work in your days, which you would not believe, though it were told to you. I think this is something we need to hold on to. Because many times, even today, we may look around us and say, boy, times look bad. And the wicked surround the righteous. But the truth of the matter is that God is doing something which we won't believe among the nations. And we need to have that faith and ability to trust God. There's a purpose for these, which he says in verse 12. Let me skip. This is, um, you have appointed them for correction and marked them for correct or for judgment. Sorry, appointed them for judgment and marked them for correction. Or the ESV says, ordain them as a judgment and establish them as a reproof which I, I like reproof here and correction. This is telling us that there's different reasons why God does things, that, that they overlap, but judgment on Israel for unbelief and a reproof to call them back, to correct them. Those go together. It's not the same as judgment like, oh, I guess God hates me, so he's getting me, he's paying me back. Many people take that approach when something goes wrong in their life, and that's not what we see here at all. Uh, God is calling them back, reproving them, and then skip ahead to chapter two. And here we get this verse from that we'll see so many times in the New Testament. You might memorize this one. Two, four. Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him. And then the contrast, here it is. But the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. There it is in the Old Testament, in the Minor Prophets, the teaching, sola fide, is by faith alone that we are saved, not by something else. And then he directs our attention 
in 2.14, to our highest good. What is God doing among the nations and what is our highest good? Well, it's that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That's the work that God is doing. And that's the work that our attention is drawn to so that we might find our joy in knowing God rather than all the many things that could distract us from knowing God. And, and that's what's affirmed here also. Let's see, where's in 3.18, I will take joy in the God of my salvation, God, the Lord of my strength. So finding our joy in this. Now, this, I think, helps us with the minor prophets, the prophets in general, minor prophets, because back here to verse um, 1, 12, the minor prophets have this common theme. God is acting in his believers for judging them. There is judgment, natural evil. Conquest is part of judgment. But the purpose of that judgment is correction or reproof to draw them back to him. We see it said that that specific thing said very specifically in Amos. So the minor prophets give us this story of Israel and Jerusalem. Israel, we could distinguish Israel, the 10 northern tribes from Israel, all of them. So the 10 northern tribes and then Judah, the two southern tribes, and then Jerusalem, the capital of Judah, where the temple is, and God's judgment for unbelief and the idolatry that they'd allow to creep in into their lives. And the purpose of that is not simply like, well, I got you back, but correction. This is calling you back to that joy you should have in knowing God as your highest good. And God is working among the nations. God is Bring it about so that the earth will indeed be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. Here he adds that Isaiah 11, 9, of course, says with the knowledge of God. Here it says specifically the knowledge of the glory of God. And so as we go through our own trials in life, we might be disturbed by political developments. And they are disturbing, not minimizing that. The conquest of Judah and Jerusalem was disturbing. But we don't lose our bearing on in God. That's what it says. I'll find my joy in the Lord, my rock, that which is solid. And be ready to confess that there is a uh, need to be called back. He says this right before saying the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God. He says the nations weary themselves in vain. People's labor to feed the fire. It's unquenchable. And they work in vain. But in contrast to that vanity is our ability to know God. And so we're called in our life to, to set aside things that are vain, set aside things we've put in the place of God, and instead pursue this knowledge of God as our highest good. And we see that beautifully laid out in the minor prophets. So thank you for joining me this week in our weekly devotions.